are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, Forget not all his benefits. How many know that there's a benefit to serving Jesus Christ? Amen? Psalm 103, verses 1 to 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I'm sure I told you this story a couple of times before, but uh, it's a good one, so I'll tell it again. A young minister was about to deliver his first sermon and ask, ask a retired friend for advice on how to capture the congregation's attention. Well, the old pastor said, why don't you start with an opening line that's certain to grab their attention? For example, he said, Say something like this, some of my best years of my life were spent in the arms of a woman who was not my wife. He smiled as the young man's shocked expression and his color grained out of his face. And then he added, she was my mother. (laughs) The next Sunday, the young preacher nervously got up and he clutched the, the sides of the pulpit And uh, he was very, very nervous. He said, the best years of my life were in the arms of a woman. And he panicked and he said, for the life of me, I don't know who she was. How many times have you been embarrassed by forgetting someone's name? Oh, since I've come to Cool Lake Community Church, and I haven't gotten any younger since I came here, it is embarrassing. How many times have you missed an appointment because you forgot? But the most troubling is when we forget all that God has done for us. David is not referring to having a thought pass from your consciousness or a lapse of memory. To forget God is equated with going after other gods or ignoring his commands. We can remember things that others have said to us or done to us but we tend to forget what God has done. 
We all have a long memory when it comes to hurts and sorrows and disappointments. Those who enjoy the blessings of God is rich beyond measure. Though we may possess little of this world's goods, sometimes the soul forgets just how good God has been and continues to be to us. We break off our relationship with God. We change our focus and our interest to other things. That's what happens when we forget God. But I would remind you this morning that while change is happening all around us, both inside and outside the church, the Lord never changes. His benefits never change. The one who will put their trust in Christ will still find the benefits are there. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's good news. He never changes. So when you hear somebody give testimony of what God did back then, you hear some of us older folks talk about the good old days. I want you to know, when you're serving God, every day is a good old day. Amen? David gives us the key to remembering the awesome things the Lord has done for us. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord. Praise the Lord with all your heart. It's amazing what happens when you begin to praise the Lord. You guys have found that out even in service. You get singing a song and all of a sudden the words of that song brings meaning to your heart and you begin to praise the Lord and you just get in a new place with God. When we begin praising the Lord, the relationship is restored. When we remember his love and his goodness and his faithfulness, we remember his benefits and the promises of God that are yes and amen to those who believe. And it's stirred up within us when we begin to praise, when we begin to bless the Lord. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits. There's an old song we used to sing one time, count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. It causes you to praise the Lord. Okay, so then he proceeds to list some of the benefits that come when we begin to praise and bless the Lord. He forgives all your iniquities. Isn't that something? All. We talked about it in communion today. 
He forgives all your iniquities. No matter what it is. No, no matter how bad it is. Every person needs forgiveness for past sins, present, and future. That means you're going to mess up. You're going to need forgiveness. You may have been serving God for 50 years. You think you're doing pretty good? Even if you live for another 50, you'll have many occasions where you're going to, have to say, Lord, I messed up again. I'm sorry, Lord, I sinned. The Bible says in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All. We miss the mark of righteousness, so we need forgiveness. We fall short over and over again in words and in deeds. How many times, I wonder, have we let things come out of our mouth? We didn't deliberately try to say something that would hurt someone else, but we did. First John 1.10 says, If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So no matter who we are, just saying that I'm a good neighbor, that I don't cheat on my taxes. I give to charity. I give to the church. I go to church. I attend church. All of these things don't add up for righteousness. There's a little phrase that everybody needs to say over and over again, not only to one another, but to God. Please, forgive me. I believe the belief that once you're saved, you're always saved. It doesn't matter what you do, you're saved. leads more people astray than anything else. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all unrighteousness, but we must confess our sins. That same word says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Unforgiven sin is a terrible way to live. We need to keep short accounts with God. God provided a solution for the sin problem. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. 
God provided the gift in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I don't want the wages. I want the gift. Amen? John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. So from the day you accept this gift until the day you die, there is forgiveness in Jesus Christ. In that respect, there is eternal security. But you've got to ask for it. You've got to seek God. You've got to, when you sin, you've got to say, Lord, forgive me. To repent means to turn away, to turn around. So I can't do the same things I did before I accepted Christ as my Savior and expect to go to heaven. When I do those wrong things, I ask God's forgiveness. Jesus has made the once for all, forever sacrifice for sin. There is no other way. And you've got to rely on that sacrifice that was made over 2,000 years ago to be applied to your life today and tomorrow until Jesus comes or until you go to see him. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just. 1 John 1, 9. To forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Secondly, he says, he heals all your diseases. I believe we need to establish if this is referring to spiritual or physical. Because there's a great controversy over this within the Christian world. Not in our circles. Well, probably in, in some of our circles as well. But I believe we need to establish what, what is he talking about here. I'm convinced. Now, this is me, okay? I am convinced that this is referring to both. There's a lot of double application in the Bible. The safe way to gain the truth is to allow the Scripture to interpret the Scripture. Let's read verse 3 again who forgives all your iniquities, that's your sins, who heals all your diseases. All your sins. And everybody says, Amen. So, the same verse says, all your diseases. So again, everybody says, Amen. Jesus reasons with the Jews on the same principle. In Mark chapter 2, 9, which is it easier to say to the paralytic? Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk. 
Matthew chapter 8, 16 and 17. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and he healed all who were sick. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, He himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness. Isaiah 53, 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. And if you go to 1 Peter chapter 2, 24, uh, he, he quotes this, uh, what Isaiah said, and the only difference is he says, by his stripes we were healed. We don't need to go into that, for a, a ser- that's a sermon in itself. But you will note that the remission of sins and the healing of diseases are both the result of the same power and the same goodness of God. He don't make any distinguishing between it. Psalm 103, we read today, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. In New Testament, Hebrew tells us that Hebrews tells us that we have a new and a better covenant. First, third John 2, Beloved, I pray that you prosper in all things and be in health even as your souls prosper. This, ver- this verse implies that the health of my body follows the health of my soul. It is said that 80 to 90% of disease is caused by our choice and belief system. And I read this quote. It is not so much our choice that determines our relationship with God. It is our relationship with God that determines our choices. It is not so much our thoughts that determine our relationship with God. It is our relationship with God that determines our thoughts. Jesus said that if we can believe, all things are possible. And again he said, according to your faith, be it unto you. These are powerful statements in the realm of faith, in the realm of believing, in the realm of trusting. Now, I believe the word of God from cover to cover. I don't claim that I understand the word of God from cover to cover, far from it. But I believe God's word. And I will admit that I don't understand all. But I do know that all means all. But what I mean by I don't understand all There's a host of people that are gone on to be with the Lord that I have loved dearly. They never died when I thought they should have died. There's some that I felt that should be still alive today. I have prayed for 
many, many, many people. And I never saw any change in their medical situation. But I still believe all means all. And I don't understand everything that goes on. But I believe in a God who's got the final say. And I have to leave the things that I don't know, that I don't understand with him. My God is a powerful God. He's an awesome God. And for me, I, I don't value life here on this earth as much as I value eternity. I've got my sights on something much higher than anything that I can receive on this planet. I have a God who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think. And I'm not afraid to say your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We go so many times by feelings. I mean, everything is going so well. You're praising the Lord, and then all of a sudden, you get this disappointing news. And it's harder to be able to get in that place where you're on cloud nine again. But when you begin to focus on God, when you focus on him rather than the things around you, things are different. You see things in a different light. You hurt when a loved one passes. But you still got the joy of the Lord in your heart. We do not sorrow as someone who do not have any hope when you know where your loved one is gone, when you know beyond the shadow of a doubt that they have asked Christ to come into their heart. And the Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's what he did for the thief on the cross. That's what he does for every man or woman that breathes a prayer to Jesus Christ on their deathbed and takes the next breath and they're gone into eternity. That's the God we serve. That's the God we believe in. We don't understand it. We don't understand how one person can give their life to Christ and go on a mission field somewhere and, and be in the depths of poverty all of their life and never seemingly having anything of this world's riches. And then there's another one who's lived their life for the devil all their life and on their deathbed asked Christ to be their Savior. And they both 
receive eternal life into the presence of God. Rather than complain about that, we need to rejoice. Praise the Lord. What an awesome God we serve. His word is forever settled in heaven. He's not going to change it. Thirdly, he redeems your life from destruction. Who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. When we think that we were once slaves to sin. I was, I don't know about you. I was a slave to sin. But now, we are free from sin's bondage. We can say with David, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. And sometimes, you know, you just got to talk to yourself. You just got to shake yourself and say, listen, this is not the way to go. I shouldn't be doing these things. Soul, get with it. Wake up. You're going the wrong way. Redemption is a word used to refer to the freeing of slaves. Paul writes about how we were in bondage to sin, but now we're free. Listen to what he says, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 to 11. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, or adulterers, or effeminate, or abusers of themselves with mankind, or thieves, or covetous, or drunkards, or revilers, or extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. But then listen to what he said, verse 11. And such were some of you. We, we belong to that group. We were in that group. But not anymore. But, he said, you are washed. You are sanctified. You are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of the living God. That's my experience. That's what God has done for me. He set me free. Jesus has made the difference in my life, and I'll never be the same again. I'm a recipient of his love and his mercy and his grace, which is what David is referring to when he speaks of God crowning us with loving kindness and tender mercies. This is grace. God's unmerited favor extended to everyone who will believe. Ephesians chapter 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. We used to sing a song way, way back. Redeemed how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed and so happy in Jesus. 
his child and forever I am. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19, knowing that you are not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold. That's what the slave was redeemed with money. Peter says, you haven't been redeemed with money. You have been redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. The spotless lamb of God. So bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Number four, he satisfies me. Verse five who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your mouth is re- your youth is renewed like the eagles he does not always give us what we want but he always gives us what is best romans 8:28 for we know that all things work together for good to those who love god to those who are the called according to his purpose. You are the called according to his purpose. Amen. When we rest in him and draw our strength from him, he will find, we will find that our spirit is being renewed continually. When we rest in him. I myself I'm a living testimony of the fact that not only is, a, is this a spiritual experience, but it's a physical experience as well. By living according to the promises of God's word, my spirit soars like the eagles. My mind is clear and sharp. My physical strength and stamina is way above average for a person my age. I'm young at heart and convinced that God still has a work for me to do. And I have no problem taking on an enormous task in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he renews me. And he has renewed me. And he renews me every day. I can do all things, as Philippians chapter 4, 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Take Christ out of the situation. Take the anointing of the Holy Spirit out of the situation. And I'm just an old and feeble man. With God, it's a different story. And it's not over until God says it's over. I once read that an eagle retains its vigor and strength throughout the entirety of its life. And I believe that's that's God's desire for every one of us. But we got to fit into his plan. We've got to trust him. Reminds me of what the Bible records about Moses. 
Deuteronomy chapter 37, verse 4. Moses was 120 years old when he died. Yet his eyesight was clear and he was as strong as ever. The word of God gives us a, a massive assortment of benefits. None more promising and true than Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, it, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. But you will notice the word all again. When God says all, he means all. And if you try to shortcut that, you're going to be in trouble. If you try to get ways around that, you're going to be in trouble. The word of God is the word of God from Genesis to Revelations. Don't let anyone tell you, you don't use the Old Testament anymore. You just use the New Testament. There is a purpose for the old and the new. And we need to adhere to the word of God. So, in conclusion, sometimes we become so caught up in the burdens and the problems of life that we forget the many benefits that God has provided for us. Too often we allow others and their actions to turn our hearts away from the Lord and his blessings in our lives. Folks, let me tell you something. If you get a hold of a truth in God's word and it registers to your heart and it's giving you faith and it's giving you strength and someone comes along with another kind of a revelation and when they're through, you feel defeated. You feel that if that's true, then what have I been believing? Then maybe God is not as powerful as I thought he was. Maybe his word is not as strong and powerful as it says there. I would suggest that you hold on to truth that God has given you by his Holy Spirit rather than what some man tries to pump into you. But when these sort of things happen, it's time, as James says, teaches us to draw near to God. Get close to him. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. You know, I had a 
very disappointing thing that happened in my life this week. And when Effie and I were in devotions yesterday, I didn't feel like praying. Lord, what I've been believing for and what I thought See, we go through these things. You're going to come up against some things that is hard to take. You've been let down. You've been disappointed. But God's word is true, folks. And no matter what somebody else does, no matter what someone else says, God hasn't changed. Even if you put your hope and your trust in somebody and they let you down, God hasn't let you down. He's not going to change my folk, my friends. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. So if the Lord and his presence aren't as real to you today as it has been, you need to do something about it. You need to take it to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't understand this. This wasn't in my plan. This wasn't what I was thinking. But I throw myself on you, on your love, your mercy, and your grace. And I stand on the promises of your word that never fail. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Stand with me, will you, as our wonderful worship team leads us in another worship. And if you have something that you need to make right with God today, if you have some prayers that need to be answered, why don't you come? We've got a lot of people that want to pray with you today. Lord bless you. I'm going to pray a, a general prayer right now so that you can go whenever you want to. But if you want to stay, we want to stay here with you. Amen. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for your word. I know, Lord, that your word accomplishes that which you purpose. And so, Father, I pray that you will bless this congregation. Lord, go with us as we go to our different homes. Lord, let your Holy Spirit continue to use this word to encourage us, O oh God. Because, Lord, we have so many benefits from you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.
We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Coley Community Church, a place where families come together.